literally sitting here marinating about days and days after, to me, that's a good book. That's a good book that makes me, like, want to talk about it. I was talking to my husband about it, and he goes, that's twisted, and I love it. Like, (laughs) because I was telling him, I was like, it kept me up. Like, I couldn't go to sleep because I was like... How was I left with this? Like, I was, like, trying to put all the puzzle pieces together just because this book has so many different plot twists, and you really have to, like, read everything on the page because if you don't, like, you could... I feel like you could miss it. Oh, yeah, for sure. And that's why I was like, I don't know how I feel. Welcome to the Novel Universe with your hostesses, Ashley and Dawn. We rate and review the newest and most buzzworthy books. We are true book club girls who don't always agree, but do enjoy a good book discussion. I'm Ashley, the fantasy architect. And I'm Dawn, the criticizer of books. Grab your favorite beverage and come and enjoy our universe. everybody it's ashley and dawn from the novel universe podcast and today we will be rating and discussing verity by colleen hoover both both ashley and i are colleen hoover virgins we've never read her books before and the only reason why we're reading it is because of the tiktok uh i know tiktok made me read I guess I guess all the kids call her Coho. That's her name. Um all right, Coho, here we go. Coho, <laughs> Coho, here we go. All right, so uh if you are new here, hello. If you are coming back, thanks for coming back. And what we do is we will first do the overview of the book, then we will give our rating. Neither Ashley nor I talk about the book until the podcast. So neither one of us knows how each other liked it or didn't like it, what we rated it or anything. We will do some spoiler-free stuff and we will let you know when we go to the spoiler edition so that you will not be spoiled if you have not read the book. All right, let me get started with the overview of the book. Lowen Ashley is a struggling writer on the brink of financial ruin when she accepts an offer of a lifetime. Jeremy Crawford, husband of best-selling author Verity Crawford, has hired Lowen to complete the remaining books in a successful series his injured wife is unable to finish. Lowen arrives at the Crawford home ready to sort through years of Verity's notes, outlines, hoping to find enough material to get her started. What Lowen doesn't expect to uncover is the chaotic office in an unfinished autobiography Verity never intended for anyone to read. Page after page of bone-chilling admissions, including Verity's recollection of the night her family was forever altered. Lowen decides to keep the manuscript hidden from Jeremy, knowing its contents could devastate the already grieving father. But as Lowen's feelings for Jeremy begin to intensify, she recognizes all the ways she could benefit if he were to read his wife's words. After all, no matter how devoted Jeremy is to his injured wife, a truth is hor- a truth this horrifying would make it impossible for him to continue loving her. All right. So, Ashley, what did you rate Verity? <laughs> I'm scared. I know you're scared, too. Are you? Kind of. I know. I'm like... <sighs> okay, I struggled with my rating because I feel like 
Colleen Hoover is known for her, like, super intense romance novels, right? Like, Mm -hmm. she's known for these, like, crazy, like, heart-wrenching romance relationships. And I'm like, I feel like, you know, my rating might not equate to that style of writing. But I will say that what I did read, I think it was definitely worth, like, a 4.5 almost five stars for me okay that's probably what i will get into why oh oh i I, hope so that's why we're here i can't quite go like 100 percent five stars like i still am like i don't know i'm still kind of like in between i'm not quite sure all right about you well i too had to think about it because Books like this, you have to kind of let it marinate and, like, really think about the characters and the whole book and everything. And so I ended up rating it a 4.25, but I could be swayed up to a 4.5. Right. I am the type okay. of person that compares books. I am that hoe, and I am comparing this book to Girl on the Train, and I gave Girl on the Train a 5. So I couldn't quite give this as high as Girl in Tranks I liked. I thought it did a better job. So, but I could be swayed after this discussion because just from our pre-combo before we started recording, you made some really interesting points that I could be swayed to go up to four and a half, but we'll see by the end of this. Mm -hmm. But yay, I actually love it. Last week, our last podcast was a struggle bus for me because I freaking hated that book. Yeah. And I did not want to talk about it. I was done. I wanted to have some snacks and watch some TV. I did not want to talk about Electric Idol. But finally a book that I liked. <laughs> I, why does this... This always happens to Don and I. Don and I have, like, the worst luck the first few months of the year. Like, I feel like we'll read one really good one, and then everything else is like, meh. Yeah. Why am I wasting my time? Like, can no one write something that I'm literally sitting here marinating about days and days after? To me, that's a good book. That's yeah. a good book that makes me, like, want to talk about it. I was talking to my husband about it, and he goes, that's twisted, and I love it. Like, because <laughs> I was telling him, I was like, it kept me up. Like, I couldn't go to sleep because oh, I was wow. like... How was I left with this? Like, I was, like, trying to put all the puzzle pieces together just because this book has so many different plot twists and you really have to, like, read everything on the page because if you don't, like, you could... I feel like you could miss it. Oh, yeah, for sure. And that's why I was like, I don't know how I feel. <laughs> yeah. It was good. It was really... I would probably read another book by her. In this genre. Yeah, like, in the genre. I'm not reading no romance. Writes... I don't know, but, like, we have read... Okay, let's talk about... Remember, we read The Maid, and we're like, that's a cozy thriller. This is, like, suspense thriller. Like, you might be thinking about it before you go to bed. Book. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. And even, what was it, The Night Shift by Alex Finley? Like, mm-hmm. that wasn't even as thriller-esque as this was. No, Like, it wasn't. I was, like, don't go to the bathroom with the lights off. Like, 
Well, I wasn't scared or anything. I like horror movies and TV shows, so this wasn't scary to me. But I was definitely thinking about it days after. I will say that. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Well, let's get into our dislikes. We start with dislikes and then we do likes because we're going to end on a positive note. And then we will go into spoilers. So, Ashley, what was your first dislike, if any? have a dislike other than I have like a small little like it's more of a me problem okay I wouldn't even say that like everyone else would feel this way but I was um it's in it's in regards to the relationship that I had a little bit of an issue just for me personally you know is it a spoiler can you not say I'm not I'm not gonna say Okay. I'm not gonna say right now because if you have anything else, yeah, I had go for it. I had a couple of dislikes. Um, my main issue with this book, and this is the reason why I couldn't quite like it as much as Girl on the Train, is the character development wasn't quite where I needed it to be or where I wanted it to be, and it's the backstory. I thought the general character development was pretty good as far as the self-awareness of the ladies and the relationships between Loen and Jeremy. Uh, But my issue was with particularly Verity didn't have a backstory. And I feel like backstory is important to understand the woman that she has become. And she didn't have that backstory. And so when you don't have backstory, you don't have a discussion We can't say, oh, well, her mama beat her ass when she was two. That's why she freaking hates kids. We can't discuss it because we don't know what happened in her backstory. So that was my issue. Like, did she have some sort of fucked up relationships with men? And this is this why she has these attitudes about sex? I I don't know because Colleen Hoover never said anything. So that was my issue. And if I'm going to compare it to, like, Girl on the Train, hopefully y'all have read Girl on the Train, um, because I'm about to spoil it. Um, (laughs) And Girl on the Train, she was, um, actually, no, I'll wait for that for the nitpicks, because I have nitpicks. But, yeah, so that was my biggest issue, was there was not enough backstory for Loen Mm -hmm. or... Well, Lauren's backstory was a little flimsy. She kind of had one, but Colleen Hoover didn't do anything with her little issue that she had. And Verity didn't have a backstory at all. So that was my main, main issue. And I thought the ending was just a little anticlimactic. I don't know if I'm in conditioned to expect a big, booming ending. But I didn't get it. And I was just like, oh, okay. It's not that it didn't make sense. It made sense. I was just, like, a little underwhelmed. Yeah. And I think I would agree with you on Verity's uh, backstory comment. I was trying to think, and I was like, did I have anything? And, yes, that it was one of them because we get one quote. We get one quote mm-hmm. from um, her autobiography that has a quote in there where Jeremy is warned from her father about what happens like oh no it wasn't from her autobiography it was from Jeremy himself like and it's like but how how does someone become this troubled 
Like, I wanted to know why. And I feel like that would have really helped elevate this for me to be like, 100%, get it five stars, I'm done. Like, good, good job, you know? Um, Because she was a great villain in the story. Or she was written as a great villain in the story. Um, But yeah, like, Jeremy even had, like, a little bit of backstory, but not really. And Lowen's was more of, like, you can definitely tell that she was not the main focus of this book. Like, so I get, like, why hers was so flimsy sort of yeah but yeah that's that's (laughs) that's all my dislikes i just have one nitpick but that's all my dislikes so is it nitpicking time yes or do you have nitpicking time it's nitpicking time do you have a nitpick um is it just like the first part is it the first part of the book it's in the first part of the book, like, but there's something tragic that happens. She meets Jeremy, and, like, they have this, like, weird connection thing and whatnot, and I'm like, please don't, please don't then, like, bang each other's brains out. Like, I just, I was having, like, billionaire rom-com, like, flashbacks where you know the poor girl gets swept away by the man who's got all the money and is like here's my shirt you'll be fine honey i share something with you that's so important to me (laughs) i have an explanation for that for the spoiler edition that might change your mind it might change your mind yep okay that one part i was like okay i have a quote from it that i like that made it okay but it's still just like a no <laughs> no one of those okay no. so don't do that <laughs> my my nitpick is that Lowen wasn't unreliable enough she was kind of set up as an unreliable character or unreliable narrator right and what made her unreliable for the story was she has a condition I really won't say because it's I don't know if it's a spoiler or not, but I'm not going to say. So she has a condition that kind of makes you as the reader go, can I trust her? But Colleen Hoover doesn't really do much with it. Unfortunately, I thought it would have been really cool if she had developed that a little bit more. And so here's my Girl on the Train comparison. And so once again, if you haven't read Girl on the Train, I'm about to spoil parts of it for you. So what made Girl on the Train a fantastic unreliable narrator is that when the book opens, homegirl is on the train drinking alcohol in the morning. And you're like, okay, she's clearly an alcoholic. And then you learn she has no job. So she's just riding the train drunk off her ass. That's an unreliable narrator because you're like, where is she going? What is she doing? she's she's drunk you can't rely on her and that's what made that character i can't remember her name but that's what made her great whereas lowen wasn't quite unreliable enough for me to be like well i don't believe what she's seeing it was actually the opposite where i was like oh i totally believe what she's seeing but that's not good if you're trying to set her up as unreliable so Mm -hmm. that's my yeah i would agree i would agree I also, like, I had a hard time with the manipulation of one of the children. Like, that that was also, like, one of the dislikes. It was just, like, super cringy. And I was like, 
this is like a mom bear thing where I'm just like, Mm-mm, don't make me come in there and get you. Like, I don't... <laughs> but I won't say about who because I really don't want to spoil it. Because if you're yeah. gonna, if you're gonna pick up any book, go ahead and pick it up. Yeah, because we want to hear. We want to hear. We really have a lot. Okay, are we moving? Do you have another nitpick? Nope. Good. We're moving on to likes now. I like. enjoyed this plot I really did I did not think that I would be sucked in as much as I was but I was like reading every single word on the page you know people who read books for fun sometimes there's methods on how people read things quickly and like how they skip over some words or whatever but I was reading every single word to a T because a lot of times I'm like okay well they're just talking about a castle like moving on and I don't care like if it comes back again then I'll go back and look at it or whatever but like us as readers like that's just something that we do it's called like skim reading almost you skim read some parts and then you read the usually the dialogue you're usually very invested in the dialogue or if they start talking about something and whatnot but this book like the plot was so good that I was scared that I was going to miss something if I did not read every word on the page yeah so and for that i did not see the ending coming i really didn't i did not think that there was going to be that extra piece that just kind of you know sends it a little bit over and you're like oh (laughs) i'm here for it okay sounds good (laughs) this is refreshing this is refreshing yeah I too like the plot that got me really quickly because it happens really quickly and Ashley and I read a lot and I I, neither one of us read a lot of thriller mystery types of stuff so which is a good thing because then things tend to be fresh and new so for this type of a plot where we have this woman who has to finish a series for another author I've never read that before so I was intrigued and I mean it starts off like bang like here we go so I was intrigued like immediately which leads me to my first like which is I really liked uh Colleen Hoover's writing style yes I can tell within the first chapter if a book has five star energy and if it doesn't and this book had five star energy from like page two I was like okay here we go I like her writing style and I want to share where I got that revelation where I was like, okay, here we go. It's at the end of page two where she goes, as much as the indifference in some of the people here disturbs me, it's exactly why I moved to this city 10 years ago. People like me belong in overpopulated cities. The state of my life is irrelevant in a place this size. There are far more people here with stories much more pitiful than mine. That right there sums up this character in her mental state. That one little paragraph. And I was like, okay, here we go. I'm enjoying her writing style. And I like the way she um, had these ladies incredibly self-aware. Especially Verity. Very self-aware. Very honest in their own, to themselves anyway. Maybe not to other people. But to themselves. Mm -hmm. I that was kind of refreshing to read yeah that's awesome yeah i really liked that as well and i also have a quote because 
the imagery that she uses and just to tie in like how when people are going through something tragic I think it was like in the chapter two or whatever it was and she wrote um Coho wrote this quote in this book and I was like oh my goodness like how many times do we find ourselves like settling up next to someone to share in our woes in this moment um so she says uh, I don't remember what page time but I know it's in chapter two you seek out people like you people worse off than you and you use them to make yourself feel better about the terrible things that happened to you and I was like yeah oh my goodness like such 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 good imagery like I literally was like I can feel it I can feel it I'm there like I know what that feels like and I was like that is a good writer it's a great writer to do something like that yeah and it's right away it's not like us huddling through for 75 mm-hmm. percent and then we get like one little golden nugget it's she's like boom here yeah. you go I'm all for it so yeah, yeah. I liked the pacing of this book. Like, I was never bored. It was never slow. When you would think it would start to get a little slow, it's like, oh, here we go. It did kind of read like a movie that you would see in a theater yes. or on Lifetime, whatever, but in a, in a better way, like a better version of a Lifetime movie. Yeah, it kept me engaged the entire time. I enjoyed it. I was excited. Yeah. I was excited to get to read it. That's kind of when I know I'm enjoying a book as if I'm not like, oh, I got to read this trash. If I'm like, oh, yay, I get to read it. Then I'm like, okay, I'm enjoying the book. Mm-hmm. Same. That was my next like is like, thank God, you know, like everyone wants a book that you can just cozy up and read. Like reading should not be a chore. It shouldn't be a chore. And I, I really applaud this because it makes me feel like, okay, you just haven't found the right book to read in a while. And that's okay. Like, you're going to find a good one. And then you'll be like, yes, I can still do it. But um, I, for me, this book, when a book makes me think that critically about it after, well done. Well done. Because I'm like still trying to piece it together in my brain, which I'm excited to talk to you about. But I was like, how do you not not talk about this? Like, you, you, you can't. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> like if I was reading it by myself I would be like what do I do <laughs> yeah so I liked all the characters all of them particularly Jeremy and especially Verity because I've never read anyone like Verity before and just mm-hmm. um even just like her views on sex in a relationship I'm like this woman is effed up what is wrong with her I have never read anyone like this before my life and I love it like I really did like her as a character study yes well I did too because I wanted to get inside of her brain you're just like who hurt you Like, is this really, like, a vice for you? Like, is is it like a drug? Is sex literally like a drug? Like, is that what it is for you? Um, and whatnot. And I, yeah. I, lo- I loved all the characters. I applaud the minimalistic characters and doing it well enough. That was also another like of mine. Thank you so much. I don't have 25 people to keep track of. Mm-hmm. 
It doesn't need it. I think if she had any more, it would be too much. And I'm glad that a certain character did not rear its face again throughout the rest of the book, the agent. Yeah, I think, yeah, he did his job. Um, I'm not going to say anything because it's a spoiler, but there's something that he did. He did his job well. And yeah, I agree. Anything else? Yeah, I, I, okay, so I have said this in previous podcasts. If you listen to our podcast, I love true crime. Therefore, that makes me an expert. And, um, I watch a lot of true crime TV and not that, not that Miami, uh, not, not law and order bullshit. I mean, like actual detective solving crimes. And, um... (laughs) And usually when I read books like this, I kind of have theories. I'm really paying attention. I've seen it all before. So therefore I can make like intelligent guesses. I had no idea what the hell was happening in this book. I had, I had theories, but I was way wrong. I, at no time where I was like, oh, well, yeah, this is what's going to happen. N- nope. Nope. And it was enjoyable. I was like, okay, I'm enjoying the fact that I have no idea what's going to, what's going to happen. By the time I got to the end of the book, I had no idea how that book was going to end. No idea. Same. Literally had no idea. I was just waiting for, like, some horror crap to start playing through. Like, I really was. That's just where it was It was floating along that line. I don't do horror, but I was like, I'm here for it. Like, I want to know what happened. <laughs> I was just so sucked into it. And just even, like, like you said, not being able to guess anyone's motives that was the big thing like i could not guess anybody's motive Mm -hmm. i don't know so yeah i think she's stolen our virginity for good i don't know if i'm going back for seconds like because she writes a lot of romance if she has another thriller i will totally be another thriller by her but i ain't reading no damn romance as i'm saying no i'm definitely i'm all for these you do more of this okay okay All is right. it time for us to start our spoiling? Yeah, well, that is our spoiler-free edition of Verity by Colleen Hoover, or Coho, as all the popular kids call her. Um, we are not sure what our next book is going to be. Why don't you let us know what you think we should read? This is TikTok Summer, so we are reading books that uh, that's on BookTok, and that TikTok has made famous. That's what we're doing this summer. So if you have any suggestions, let us know. You can let us know here. Or you can follow us on Instagram, the Novel Universe Podcast, or Novel Universe Pod, one of those. I don't know which one it is. Let us know there. Otherwise, we are going to start spoilers in... We don't even have to do anymore because we don't... I don't put it on YouTube. We are going to start spoilers in... <laughs> five, four, three, two, one. All right. Thank you for joining us for the spoilers. Hello. Um, Ashley and I have figured out what book we're going to read, uh, next podcast, (laughs) and it's going to be The Atlas Six by Olivia Blake or The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. We're not quite sure which one. It'll be a surprise. Cast your votes. Cast your votes. If you've read it, (laughs) let us know which one we should do instead. (laughs) All right, let's get into the spoilers of Verity. All right, so what did you think of Jeremy and Lowen's relationship? Ooh, okay. Should we start with the obvious? Should we start with the obvious or just go into this? Ooh. 
let's just keep it at this. We'll start okay. with this, and then we'll go into that the obvious. Okay. Y'all guys stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> so Jeremy and Lowen's relationship, I, like I said, like their first meetup, like I understand it was to establish like their connection and their like setting the, the plot line for the fact that like she just literally witnessed a man's body getting ran over by a car and like hearing the pop of his head and all his other stuff and he's like I've seen far worse I had to pull my dead daughter out of the water and I, we were like what like you know and I was like please don't turn into like banging partners you know but then you know she starts to fall in love with Jeremy through Verity's words in her autobiography and I thought that was just like I struggled with it because there's been two two scenes in this book where two different guys have fallen in love with Lowen and how she writes and fallen mm. in love with like her writing style and not her as a person. And so I was like, okay, yeah. because Jeremy admits that he was the one that selected her because he read her books. Yeah. And because he fell in love with her writing. And I was like, so are you in love with the author or the writer? Like, or what, what are you involved? Like, what are you in love with? You know? Um, and I thought that it was just a little too soon, their romance. I mean, like your wife's like a vegetable upstairs and y'all are looking <laughs> mm-hmm. up downstairs, you know? So like that to me was just like, I don't condone what's happening. Or okay. do I condone what's happening? I don't, you know, so like yeah. I struggled with it a little bit. What about you? Okay, so this is what I was saying in the spoiler free is that I might be able to change your mind. Um, Jeremy is a manipulator and he set all this shit into motion. As soon as he found out that Verity killed his daughters or so he thinks, he found Lowen. He may have looked into her background and was like, she has no one. Her mother has died. She well, her mother had just previously died a couple months, so he may not have known that yet. But mm-hmm. um, she has no family. She's not married. She doesn't have any kids. She's kind of a recluse. Um, he probably bumped into her on purpose on the street. Literally, yes, literally gave her the shirt off of his back. He didn't plan that person's death, obviously, but he they were going to the same meeting. He knew who she was. He knew who she looked like. He bumped into her on purpose. He helped her on purpose to set up this relationship between the two of them. He banged her without a condom on purpose so that he could start a new life with another woman and a new family. All this was planned. He planned it all. They both were manipulating each other. Yeah. He made her fall in love with him on purpose. Okay. That's why he's a great character. And probably because he was manipulated by Verity for so long and was like, you're not using me anymore. I want to be happy. Yeah. Okay. I think I like it a little bit more. (laughs) But (laughs) as you were talking, though, um, when you were saying that, you know, at the beginning of the book, a guy, they're walking across the street and a guy gets hit by a truck and he, he dies tragically in truck by this truck and in the story i can't remember what verity calls it 
but she has a word for they keep getting struck with these tragedies do you remember the word she uses it's not cursed i don't know she uses a word however i think it's still happening because him and lowen witnessed this guy die on their way to this meeting they killed verity like they're still cursed this whatever word verity used i can't remember the word but it's it's still happening so something bad is gonna happen or like is it like chronic curse or chronic was it chronic i think it was chronic i feel like it's chronic because it made me think of that snoop dogg song that dr dre chronic song yeah so they're still chronic yeah they're still chronic interesting (laughs) that when you said that yeah okay okay but I could see it though because then Lowen hides from Jeremy, you know, the letter, the last standing like letter that she finds. And I'm like, interesting, you know, because it's like they're both, they both, in a sense, play each other for their happiness, you know, and they're being selfish for their happiness is what's happening, mm-hmm. you know, like they don't want it to mess anything up and whatever. Um, but anyway, should we talk about the elephant? Yeah. All right. So this book leaves us at a cliffhanger, right? I'm going to read it because I don't want to mess it up. It's the first time Don and I actually have, like, legitimate, like, uh, books to look through. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> No matter which way I look at it, it's clear that Verity was a master at manipulating the truth. The only question that remains is, what truth was she manipulating? What do you think? I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention enough for to see a clue as to which way this to which it to which one was true i honestly don't know so for me i think this is just me personally because there were some things that she had said in that letter i think the truth that she was ultimately manipulating was the fact that um I don't think she tried to kill Harper on purpose. I don't think she tried to kill her on purpose. I think it was a way for her to use the antagonistic, like, journaling for it all to, like, kind of flow. But the other part that I don't know if it lines up is because when she wrote that letter, the only thing that she went into detail about were... And where she defended her statement was the death of Harper. And she's like, listen, like, I did not actually try to kill her. Like, it was an accident. I did tell him X, Y, and Z and whatever um, to to crew to hold his breath as we're, like, going under or whatever. Um, Because here's the thing. She doesn't say anything about the fact that she tried to kill her children in utero. She doesn't say anything about the fact that, yes, she was 
madly in love with Chastin in a, in a very sadistic way where she like idolized her more she never goes back into the fact where she um talks about how she was super jealous about Jeremy's love for his children like she never talks about that the only thing that she writes out the truth in my opinion about is is Harper's death is the fact that she I don't think she actually did kill her okay what are your thoughts I don't know man did she write her autobiography after Harper's death I can't remember okay she writes it after Harper's death and then the last line is I guess I'll just run myself into a tree Okay. You know, and so when she accounts for, when she gives an account as to like what she's waiting for and that she was talking to crew, which is super weird and twisted, like, you know, the poor five-year-old, this poor little five-year-old <laughs> is like being um, tricked by his mom and she's like waiting for money to drop so she can get out of a Zompton, if you will, because she's like, I'm out of here. Like, you obviously believe that I killed so-and-so and you're not going to change your mind. And I want someone to want me, like, in this really super possessive way. Like, she gives so many different accounts to, like, how possessive she is over Jeremy and how she wants him to want her like like all of this stuff like <laughs> and she never once talks bad about that I don't know man I mean the whole thing about her writing from an antagonist point of view I don't I don't know I, I you haven't convinced me Ashley I'm sorry I don't know I'm pretty sure there's a clue somewhere I missed it. I almost thought I had it, but then I read it wrong and I was like, dang it. But both both scenarios are plausible. Like, he tried to kill her after reading that fake, quote-unquote, fake autobiography. And so she's like, oopsies, I woke up from my coma, so I gotta start planning to get the hell out of Zompton, as you said. Um, or she's, she's just... I'm, she's mental. And she needs help. And she did all that stuff. I I knew yeah. a girl who purposely threw herself downstairs to try to abort her baby. Mm-hmm. Women, there are some women who do that. They try to self-abort. Well, so this whole, it's not, it's not out of the ordinary or like far-fetched or anything. Right, which is why I'm like, that was the truth. She definitely tried to kill those children. Like, 100%, in my opinion, she tried to kill those children. Like, And where's your that, proof on that, I mean, ma'am? Where's what? Where's your proof? How do you know that? Because I don't have exact proof. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I believe that to be true, though, because, you know... I think that I wish Harper... I had a story to... I think that Harper was born with a scar. And as a writer, she's like, hmm, 
how can I make this into a story? I know I tried to stick a, a hanger up my cooch. I that could that could have happened. That could have she could have just saw that scar and build from there. But so I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think Jeremy tried to kill her in the first place, though. I really don't. I think she planned that. She planned to get strangled. I think she planned to um, leave that family because he was not. I don't think Jeremy read the autobiography before he read it the last time. Okay. To me, those emotions were too raw and too, like, that's it type of thing for that to be true. Then that blows my whole, I'm not calling the theory, I'm calling the accuracy of him purposely finding Lowen. That blows that out of the water then. Because he would have had to have known because, in my opinion, he planned all of that because he read the autobiography. See, but then how do you explain... Well, no, I guess you could explain it. Him, like, literally breaking down the dock so no one can go back out there. Like, that to me is a dad with, like, a broken heart. <laughs> You know, like, he is completely broken, wants to keep all of his children safe and everyone safe and whatever. But you could tell just by the book that he was, like, detached from Verity. Like, his heart was with his children, 100%. So, Did he break the dock immediately after Harper's death or after he read the autobiography? I don't know the timeline. He, he's been working on he was working on it while Lowen was there at the house but when did he break it because I mean if Harper well then at that point he still thought it was an accident I think it was but see here's what's weird though is that like the way that Verity describes her like shock and her woe about Harper's death to me it doesn't sound like a mother in lament like it sounds like she was trying to cover up her mistake I don't agree I think she was like I told him to hold his breath because I saw us going under not because I planned it to me she felt really like and when she at, at the end when she's telling her truth quote unquote truth she seems to be really distraught over Harper's death. I don't know. I don't know. Well, if you guys found clues, let us know what those clues were that makes it either way. Yeah. Was did she was she really the antagonist still... or was she uh, was she innocent? I don't know. I think she was just sick and mentally twisted. I think they're as someone who has had a child, there is a moment when when you do go through postpartum, okay? And, like, it's the scary time. There are scary things that happen in your body where you struggle with depression, you struggle with, like, inner thoughts and all of this other stuff because everything that you have is being taken away for someone else in that moment. So, like, 
I could understand the jealousy aspect of her being like how do you already love them already like don't you see me just like cut open like oh I kept my cooch in in, uh, solid order for you like I did that for you so you would be happy and that you would still want me and like all of this stuff like that um you know and then I have I have friends who were pregnant and when they found out they were pregnant they were in like a super like twisted dark headspace where they were like I don't want this child I don't love this child I don't want them in my body like all of this stuff I've had people tell me stories of like having thoughts about killing their children and so I think she was a kook I really do I think like ultimately she was a kook with a serious mental condition (laughs) you know because she talks about how like Jeremy was like her saving grace and her savior like in the beginning of her autobiography and so it's like he idolized her he worshipped her you know he wasn't banging her on the floor like, yeah but thing? this autobiography isn't real this is her writing the antagonist so how do you know what mm-hmm. she's saying is her or her fake her we don't know unless we found some letter, clues from the letter that's what I, like, I would say but I don't know. <laughs> I'm right. still a little like the fact that she basically told her son crew to play with a knife to get attention is disgusting. Like that's twisted. Why did he have that knife? I think he just found it underneath the floorboard. And she told him, Mommy said don't play with knives. So did she cut him? Or did he cut himself? I think he was playing in the floorboard and found the knife. What was she going to use a knife for? To escape. That was her weapon. (laughs) To escape! man I don't know then like maybe she didn't make up any of it maybe Maybe. they literally killed a woman that was not all the way there and now they have to live with it maybe that's what I'm saying I have no idea I I don't know I feel like Colleen must have left a clue somewhere I I didn't see it I wasn't really looking for it either so I don't know I feel like they need to like go back and like find other people's like (laughs) yeah look and see if someone else what are your theories guys because i don't know no or maybe or maybe she did accidentally kill harper and then felt terrible about it and then wrote out this whole thing on like how you know she thought harper was out to get chastin and all this other stuff like maybe she maybe she did make a mistake and she's trying to cover it up and then said it was antagonistic, like rioting or journaling. Could be. I don't know. I don't know. Did you like the ending? Again. Did I like? I did like the fact that we that we found that letter because I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> um. But you know, them being pregnant with like another like child and all this other stuff like uh it was okay like 
like maybe they both needed someone tragic to have gone through something to like feel like they understood each other I don't feel like Jeremy ever made her feel bad for her her sleepwalking because I've seen people that literally have like crazy sleepwalking where they hurt themselves and because they're in such a deep trance they mm-hmm. they can literally harm themselves and I and I don't think that he if he was manipulating in any way shape or form I don't think in that area he showed it because he's like well, let me put a lock on your door like if that makes but that's what makes you feel comfortable like I'll do it you know I never said anything else I think so. I think manipulation doesn't have to be in my opinion it doesn't have to be overt I think men are manipulative some men can be manipulative by being the good guy quote unquote good guy that a like woman protecting if you will no but just like being the quote unquote good guy that a woman wants they're really not this 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 helpful person and opening doors for you but I know that this is what women like and so therefore I'm going to be this person that's manipulation and I think Jeremy could be the person where he's just understanding and loving and I love children and oh let me help your cut for you and let me make you dinner because that's what women like that's manipulation and I think that's what he was doing the whole time Because maybe that's what he was getting from homegirl. Or maybe he's a manipulator. Maybe he's a shitty guy. No, but, like, even even that, like, little sick, twisted scene where Lowen, like, bites the headboard, where Verity, like, bit mm-hmm. the headboard, and I was like, gross. <laughs> yeah, she had some issues, man. She definitely kind of wanted to be her in a weird twisted way she was still thinking about her writing even after like reading it just like what we're doing like we're still like is there something wrong with her like are we the ones that's wrong (laughs) I just think she has unhealthy relationships with men her relationship with her agent wasn't healthy either I just don't think she knows what a healthy relationship with a man is and so you have this guy who's feeding her what she wants to hear on purpose she's falling head over heels right i agree i agree i agree especially if he was truly manipulating from the beginning like that to me makes sense like then their whole quinky dink of meeting up doesn't seem so meet cute you know yeah okay i don't know about you don but i thoroughly enjoyed this book and if you are still hanging out with us guys thanks for hanging out yeah we enjoyed it i enjoyed (laughs) but until next time we'll catch you the next podcast again we are reading the atlas six by olivia blake is that you saying that yeah. Libby? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye.